This is a crypto finance podcast. We are holding internal knowledge sessions and publish selected episodes to share our know-how and experience with you. Welcome to today's knowledge session. The format today will be slightly different than the other days. Usually we have two knowledge sessions internally within crypto finance where we discuss various topics. Every two weeks we choose one session for publication as a podcast. Today's topic, Bitcoin's energy consumption, was also an internal education session at one point, but it didn't really work out to use that as a podcast. The audio quality was very bad. We used a lot of visuals during the session and we had discussions that were that were barely audible. So I decided to still present you with the topic to re-record this. So let's jump right in. It is not really possible to determine how much energy exactly Bitcoin uses for its mining. We do not know which miners are deployed throughout the world. We do not know how fast the industry switches to a new generation of miners, how fast the old ones are being shut down. So while we do know the total hash rate that is being produced, we do not know which miners produce those and how much electricity those have. We do not know the overhead in the in the locations, how much electricity goes into cooling, how much electricity goes into maintenance of the building. So all those numbers are have to be taken with a grain of salt. However, the order of magnitude is clear. Numbers vary between 30 and 100 terawatt hours per year. Mm, to put that into context, Germany, for example, uses 533 terawatt hours per year, total electricity consumption, that is, energy in total. Uh, it's of course way more through other, other energy carriers. To get into the scope of, of um, Bitcoin, you have to go to say United Arab Emirates at 96 terawatt hours per year. Uh, Switzerland, for example, uses 58. So it's somewhat around that bulk. And there is no way discussing, discussing that number away. I will not go into the topics of whataboutism. This doesn't really get us anywhere. Comparing Bitcoin's energy consumption to states, fine it's being done everywhere i i have to take up the challenge but you could of course also compare bitcoin's energy consumption to the traditional banking systems to data centers that are being used to store all internet traffic everybody has something that he thinks should not be done and can compare bitcoin's energy consumption against that but obviously this is going to be very subjective and this is whataboutism that i'm not going to engage with so how can you get cheap electricity to mine this is probably one of the points why the energy consumption of Bitcoin is so controversial because everybody has seen uh, newspaper reports, has, has heard secondhand discussions, has secondhand stories about, um, about say, situations where it's slightly unmoral the way that the electricity has been sourced. There are newspaper articles about, about students in dormitories mining cryptocurrency uh, with the electricity that they get as part of their rent, which is obviously not what this rent is supposed to do. There are newspaper articles about Japanese men exploits free company electricity to make $500 secondary income mining, or Bitcoin miners are heating homes free of charge in frigate Siberia. That, of course, is something to consider if you can use the heat that is being produced by Bitcoin mining. Uh, for something else, then that somewhat offsets the energy consumption. But of course, heating there with, with something else, then Bitcoin mining would be much more efficient. Other examples have been more extreme. For example, a newspaper article titled Russian men sent to prison for mining Bitcoin at top secret facility that made nuclear bombs. Well, that might be a security issue. 
I can add stories of my own, not going too much into detail, but before I started at crypto finance, um, I was a theoretical physicist and it happened twice actually during that. I was uh, in, in high performance computing. It happened twice that, um, that my work at high performance computation clusters was inhibited uh, because security needed to be revamped at those locations because somebody broke in and used those facilities for mining of cryptocurrencies. Other methods for sourcing cheap electricity have been a bit more subversive. Unfortunately, despite Googling around for quite a while, I did not find the original source for that anymore. And I would love if somebody, if somebody finds that and can send to me the original newspaper articles or the original ads. But somewhat around, it must have been 2014, 2013 maybe, there was a device that you could actually really buy at an online shop would be sent to you, um, consisted of an outdated mining hardware. So it's some, some miner um, together with a Raspberry Pi, probably something of that type. That would, if you uh, if you would need to pay for the electricity for that, because it was an outdated miner, never really break even. But the way that it was intended to be used is that you, that you deploy that at a location where you have free Wi-Fi, free electricity, and let it run. So those could be, say, hotel rooms or your local Starbucks, whatever, wherever you get free open Wi-Fi and an electricity and a power outlet uh, that is not well swaled would qualify for that. You would just deploy there, hope that nobody finds it. So also that, of course, well, in a gray area of legality, it's certainly not done anymore because those things back then, since you did not pay for the electricity, you might have gotten back the, um, the investment cost of the device nowadays. I would not really think so. This cannot really work anymore because the, these devices are very loud. You cannot just deploy them anywhere and find that, that nobody fi hope that nobody finds them. That must might have worked uh, a few years ago. It certainly does not work anymore. So those are the subversive methods, the the kind of using free electricity methods that that people still have in their mind when they talk about cryptocurrency mining and that give a ne negative connotation to it. This is not the case anymore. No dormitory room will, will will give you enough electricity to mine cryptocurrency at a scale that is reasonable still today. It's a very industrialized, very commoditized business. Let me touch on one point very shortly, uh, which is scaling. So a second point that is usually negatively noted in a lot of newspaper articles is that um, journalists tend to calculate the amount of electricity that is being spent per transaction. I do not have the number here because I, I don't think that it's a, it's a useful number, but it usually comes down to something like several dollars worth of electricity is being spent per transaction that is done today on the Bitcoin blockchain. This is a broken argument, very much so. And that's because of the scaling. The amount of electricity that is being spent does not double if you double the number of transactions. It's not that, that transactions are being mined, blocks are being mined. And how much transaction go into one block is, is totally decoupled. The total amount of electricity being spent is scaling with the demand for security, not with the number of transactions. How does that work? Um, somebody has to pay for the security of the network. Currently, it's done by, by both the users of the network through mining fees and by the holders of the net of, of the currency, by, by the holders of Bitcoin, by dilution of 
um, of the new newly minted coins that come with each block. Uh, that that gives like the 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 total amount of Bitcoin that are being spent on security is the twelve point five Bitcoin every ten minutes, plus the fees. That gives you like a, a dollar amount that is being being used, and then uh, that dollar amount gets transferred into or is, is being being chased by miners. So uh, the amount of electricity plus the amount of money being spent on mining hardware plus the rent where you do that, all of that summed up will be marginally less than the amount um, of, of the, the dollar amount um, of, the, of the mining reward that it consists again of the mining subsidy, 12.5 Bitcoin per 10 minutes uh, and the mining, the, the mining fees. As the subsidy goes down, next time in, in May, where it goes to 6.25 and then uh, halves every four years, roughly. As the subsidy goes down, the amount spent on mining will go down as well. On the other hand, the fees will probably go up. We already had single blocks where the amount in fees, the Bitcoin amount in fees, was actually higher than the Bitcoin amounts uh, of the subsidy. One goes down, the other goes up, will be a smooth transition. In which way precisely Bitcoin is being used in the future is not really predictable right now. If it will be very few, very high value transactions, will it be more transactions of a um, of, of lower amounts? Um, I don't really want to go into that. It's, an, it's a discussion on its own. But if the subsidy goes down and the mining is being paid for in a few years time, mostly by the mining fees, then the, the the desire for security of the transaction translates into the amount of money that is being chased for by the miners. So that might actually be less electricity being spent in the future than right now. The numbers are currently being skewed by the subsidy. With all that being said, uh, there are sometimes demands for miners to use renewable or clean energy. While this would be nice, I don't think that calling out the miners and asking them for, to do that will work in any meaningful way. The numbers that I use in the following are stolen from a debate that happened actually around ASIC Boost. ASIC Boost, again, I'm not going into that, would be its own discussion, was a workaround, say, by miners, by certain miners, that have taken a shortcut in the calculation of the double SHA-256 hash function that is being used in Bitcoin's mining, where they were saving about 30%, 20 to 30% of electricity. And there was a, a, a big discussion on if one miner has saves 20% compared to somebody else, what does that translate to? And obviously there are, there are two ways of calculating that. One was, okay, uh, if you spend, if you spend a hundred thousand dollar on electricity, then you save 20%. You spend 80,000 on electricity and you save 20,000. That is certainly one way to look at it. On the other hand, mining is a business that goes for marginal profit. So if you as a miner have a 20% lower cost base than somebody else, then you can still mine at a cost where, or you can still increase your mining actually at a, at a Bitcoin price as a production basis where others have to shut down. And there have been estimates by Greg Maxwell, for example, who said that this 20% lower price, this 20% saving on the electricity can actually come out to towards a hundred million profit per year 
if you want to look at the calculations yourself, I recommend Googling for ASIC Boost Gregory Maxwell Bitcoin mailing list. But point is that every small, every tiny bit of price reduction, of your cost reduction as a miner, translates in a profit that is not this reduction, but is much, much more. It's your competitive advantage getting out miners out of the business and taking more of the total mining reward for yourself. It's very profitable. It's a very competitive market. So to appeal to miners, to try to convince them to use renewable energy sources, if those energy sources are more expensive, that is appealing to something that is not going to happen. Let's face that. So what I will be discussing um, throughout the rest of the session is that we, we don't have to appeal to miners to use renewable energy sources. Um, it happens all on its own. Actually, it's even better than, than renewable energy sources. I will come to that. So how do you get cheap electricity? Now that we established that every tiny bit of saving on the energy consumption uh, has, a, has a large multiplier in, the, in your gross profit, how do you actually get cheap electricity? There are numbers out there, Google for it, it's rather easy to find uh, the cheapest electricity just by, 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 by what comes out of the wall socket is Burma, two cents per kilowatt hour. After that, Iran, Iraq, Qatar, Egypt with three cents per kilowatt hour. Kazakhstan, Zambia, Azerbaijan, Algeria. You have to go to China, it's not even in the top 20, and China has the, the biggest chunk of, of Bitcoin mining in the world. For China, I guess it's somewhat around, 20, around place 25. So why does the mining happen in China? China is listed here as eight cents per kilowatt hour. Why does most of the mining happen in China um, if China is not the cheapest one and if getting the cheapest one is so critical for the operations? The reason is that getting electricity from just the wall plug is never going to be the cheapest option. Big mining operations have to look for other ways to source electricity, preferably for ways where there is no competition for the electricity. Mining has quite specific infrastructure requirements. So if the electricity that you try to source for your mining has competitors, say industrial uses, then those will price out the mining. But mining does not require much infrastructure. Mining requires the electricity. Mining requires that it's cold, that you have that, that uh, saves you on cooling. Mining requires minimal internet, but this internet can really be done by one satellite uplink in a huge data center or in a, in a huge operation. You don't really need to run the Bitcoin node at the place where you do the mining. You can run a Bitcoin node in a data center in Zurich and just transfer the information to your operation somewhere else in the world what they should be mining on. You just have to transfer the header. You have to transfer 80 bytes of data to the location. And if the location finds the correct nodes, they need to transfer the nodes back. Again, 80 bytes of data. The, the internet requirements is very minimal as well. It's perfectly fine to have a satellite uplink or something of that type at a very remote location. Most importantly, you do not need roads. You do not need barracks. You do not need people living there. You don't need a sick city. The requirements that mining operations have are very different from the requirements that other uses of electricity have. There has been one example in Switzerland, actually. Alperium was a project in the 
uh, Glana Oberland, where a hydropower station was being used to source electricity for mining. The mining operation was just there, right next to the dam. Cooling was obviously quite easy there, and it had all the infrastructure that it needed. The, and sourcing the electricity there was comparatively very cheap compared to other sources, because you do not really compete with the electricity for somebody else. Even in Switzerland, you can build something up by finding those special sources of electricity. This can be brought to a completely different level, though, if you look for electricity sources or for power sources elsewhere. For example, if you have, say, a gas mine somewhere in the tundra in, in Russia, that very much qualifies for mining. There is a lot of excess capacity in those locations where there are components of the gas or oil that are just too light to, to even um, transport them elsewhere, where it's not worth to do so. Places where actually gas would be burned, just burned, and not being used for anything. Because there is no local infrastructure that will, would allow for any meaningful use of that energy. There are by now industrialized ways of using that energy. Ohm is an example of such, written O-H-M-M, produced by Upstream Data. Those are container-shaped data centers, in a sense, uh, with mining hardware, just need electricity and will work anywhere. They also offer power generation from natural gas as generators and devices that combine those two into easily stackable uh, half containers. So the take-home message of this episode, don't compete for electricity. Whenever you have to compete for electric electricity for use cases outside of Bitcoin mining, you will not get the cheapest electricity. That said, the more fierce, the more competitive Bitcoin mining gets, the more it will move towards using spare electricity, spare energy that would not be used otherwise, that would go waste. And I would argue, as I said before, that this is actually more sustainable than using renewable energy. I would love to hear your opinion about this. I'm aware that this is a very controversial topic but I'm happy to take on the discussion. Thank you very much. This episode was brought to you by CryptoFinance. We are happy to receive comments and feedback. Email your thoughts to research at cryptofinance.ch.